Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us today as we go into the Word of God. First, I'm going to give you a couple of ways to reach us. First, by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061. Or you can email us at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Again, it's PastorEric523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to start uh, a teaching and just go as through the Lord's leading about separation. And when I talk about separation uh, in this time of uh, we're in the month of February, which is uh, uh, if you think of February, think of Valentine's, Valentine's Day and uh, celebrating the love uh, of, of, of mothers and daughters, mothers and daughters, fathers and sons. But mostly we think about relationships and most and uh, biblically we speak of relationships. We're talking about a uh, man and a woman. And how that they come together in courtship, and from that courtship they form a bond, and that bond is consummated in marriage, and that marriage brings forth our children, or and and grandchildren, and 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 so forth. But when we talk about this month, and when we talk about and think about the church, it too is a relationship, and. I've always and have come to believe and know, as the scripture says, that you know we are in a relationship with God, uh, and this is an intimate relationship. And when I talk about intimate, I mean closeness. I mean it's a time where that things are conceived within us, as a woman would conceive seed from her husband. So we conceive the word, and our hearts are the ground, as the woman's womb is a place for the seed. So is our heart a place for the seed, because. Uh, if we go to John and we hear how Jesus talked about how that a soul went forth to sow and he sowed uh, some on good ground and some some of the, the ground was some ground had thorns and others rocks and others weeds. But if you think about these things and these uh, these parables and these um, um, uh, things that Jesus put out there for us, he always equated it to man and to nature because he wanted us to, to get an understanding. And as we walk through the scriptures, we need, as I've, I've often said, when we can make connection. And that's what my job as a, as a minister, as a preacher, and as a preacher of the gospel, and, and that gospel meaning good news, we come to know who Jesus is. And that's the relationship and how we will find our purpose. And you will find our way when we come to the word of God. And I believe in worship. I believe in in. in, in dancing and praising God as the Spirit would, would willed, and, and praying in tongues and all of the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in that which God has written in His Word. But the in order for us to know God, we got to know Him. And if you want to get to know God, you got to know His Word. And it's the, it's the thing that many have, uh, even in the church, they say, well, I'm a Word person. I'm a faith person. I'm a grace person. All of this is in the Word of God. Because we find grace in Jesus. We find, uh, uh, we find Jesus is the word. You know, the Bible says in Galatians 2.20, he said, when Paul began to speak about Christ and his suffering for us, he says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So everything that we need is found in Christ. Jesus, when they asked him who he was, he said, I am. And this infuriated those who knew the scriptures because they recall that when Moses said, back over in, Gen in, in the book of uh, 
uh, Exodus, when he began to talk to God and say, who shall I tell them when they ask me, who is this God? He said, tell them I am that I am. And this is what God desires for us to know. He desires us to know him intimately. And that means we have a closeness that he is within us and we are in him. The book of Romans 8, around 827 says that he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. So God's spirit is in every believer. It's in us. And we know that's the first work in the first uh, uh, um, ministry of God is to create in us a new spirit. When, when you got saved, when you were born of God, God put his spirit in you. Corinthians says, let any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all have become new. And that new man that's in you is the created spirit of God that now dwells in the New Testament believer. Abraham and Isaac and Moses and all of the prophets, they had God to move on them. But we, the New Testament believer, have God on the inside of us. And then when we want to walk in the power of God, he will anoint us with the power of the Holy Ghost if we would just receive him. Just as the woman, uh, as, the, as the woman receives the seed of her husband, we too must receive God's word, receive the faith that comes from the spoken word of God. Scripture says, by the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel. It's foolishness to those who don't know Christ. I remember when, before I became a believer, I would read the Bible occasionally. My, my grandmother would have me to read it to her. And I would read, the, it didn't really mean, it was just reading, picking up a history book. Because I didn't have the privilege of the new birth. But after I got to know him for myself, the words leaped off the page. Now I had, he gave me understanding. He gave me wisdom. He gave me knowledge. And I understood that it was for me. The word of God is for me. And it's also for you. So let's go now. We're going to, again, we're going to talk about in this uh, series of teachers. And I don't know how many it's going to be, but I know that in this time, and we're talking about coming together. Whenever God talks about a coming together and God wants to increase you, he will separate you. There will be a separation. There will be a cutting away. But what God does, he, he takes, takes us away from things to add things to us. And if we go back to what well, I spoke earlier about the marriage, if we go to uh, Genesis 2.24, it talks about how a man will leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife. First, he must leave. Then he cleaves. Because in that intimate relationship with his wife, they too become one. Then they bear fruit. The same with us as believers. We leave the world. We don't physically leave the world. But we separate ourselves from those things that we used to do. Those people we used to hang around. Those things that we that used to uh, fulfill us. They no longer fulfill us now because we have that hunger on the inside of us. If you will allow it. If we will allow the, 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 the natural desire of a babe. Paul speaks of it as the sensible milk of the word. And as you, we begin to know him and to grow in him and see in, in God, the more you want, the more you get. 
The more he said, blessed is he who is hungry and thirst after righteousness, for he shall be filled. So the more you will take from him, that's what God wants you to. He wants you to take from him, take from him, take from him. You remember when Jesus was at the, uh, at, met the woman at the well and the disciples had went away. They had went away for food. And Jesus spoke to this woman and told her who he was, that he was the water, that he was everything that she needed. And he told her about her life and everything that she, everything that had, was concerning her and that he was the Messiah. And, and when it finally hit her, that God himself was standing before her, she left and went and reviled, reviled, evangelized the whole town and said, come see a man that told me everything I ever done. But when his disciples came back and they began to talk to him, and they, they, they offered him meat. And Jesus said, I have meat that you know not. He said, did somebody feed him? No. What, what, what fed Jesus was that she pulled on him. She pulled on him because she wanted what he had. Because Jesus had to get a setting for this woman who had five husbands and the man she wasn't with. If she would have walked in most churches today, they, we would have scorned her, set her in the top of the corner of the, of the darkest balcony and said, well, you can come in, but you, you can't sit with us because you are unclean. But the church is a place for the unclean because with the washing of the water of the word, we are made clean. We are made whole. We are made complete. So let's go now. Let's go to the scriptures. We're going to go to book of John and, uh, as I get there, again, we're just talking today about how that, what God has for us and how he first separates us. And then he formed that, that's where the relationship is formed. And then we bear fruit. And we do all of this through relationship with him. Because February is the relationship month. But we all know that every month with God is, is about his love for us. If you will receive his love, we all know we'll get Great, great reward. The book of St. John, I'm going to read the 15th chapter. And this is Jesus talking to his, um, his disciples. This is John, St. John 15, 14. And it says, and Jesus talking, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And there's so much that's in this word. And, you know, you just begin to, I begin to read about this. And there's some, we're going to make a connection with Abraham and others. But I just want you to know that, this word of God will feed your very soul. Whatever you're looking for, it has your future. It can tell you about your past. It can tell you about your present. It will lead you to, to, uh, to, to wherever you need to go. If you are getting a Bible-believing church where the word is being preached, where faith is being given, it's being spoken forth every Sunday, every Bible study, where you are in a fellowship with people who love God. This is how we are nurtured. The Bible says our inheritance is among them that are sanctified. It doesn't mean that we are better, but it means that we are sons and daughters of God. And God has put this treasure in us. This treasure has God put in his earthen vessel. He's put it in his ministers. And we all are ministers. Every born again believer, you have the ability to minister to the people of God. No, you may not be a pulpit minister. You may not have a pulpit or whatever, but you have life on the inside. You have the life-bearing seed, which is the word of God. If you don't have anything but your testimony, 
And if you just know John 3.16, for God so loved, you have the life-bearing seed that the world needs. But this is Jesus again. He says, 15 verse, he says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not the, what his Lord doeth. He said, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. He begins to tell them, you didn't choose me. Verse number 16. But I chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. For whatsoever you shall ask of my father in my name, he may give it to you. These things have I commanded you that you love one another. For if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. He said, but if you were of the world, and get now he's talking about a, that separation. The world loves his own. But because you are not of the world, but have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Now, again, as we begin this talk, know that we are called out of the world. That does not mean we go in a corner somewhere and, and, and hide. We, don't, we go to the mountains, into the caves, and hide waiting for Jesus to come. For he called us to, he spoke to the church and said, occupy till I come. Don't go hide. Don't hide your light under a bushel. He said, a candle that sit upon the hill cannot be hid. You can't hide the light if the light resides on the inside of you. The darker it is, the brighter the light. So we live in a time where, 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 where Christianity and, and, and the belief in God is not passe anymore. It's just, it's just uh, it is passe rather. rather. In other words, it's considered unnecessary. Out of step. You're called incoherent. In other words, you're confused if you believe that there's a God that created the heaven and the earth. And yet, if you go to science and you study creation and, 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 and order does not come from disorder, but rather disorder comes from order. What do I mean? You can take a vase, a vase, if you say, if I'm saying it correct, correctly, and have them in perfect order and put them in. I'm talking about plastic roses. You can put them in a vase bars and leave them for days, for weeks, for months, for years. You come back, those roses are everywhere. They're falling, they're in disarray. Why? Because disorder comes from order. But you can't take those same roses and put them in the, uh, on, the, on the table and clip the tops out of them and put them, expect them to be in a jar when you come back. That is so simple and yet the world refuses because they are blind. And because the world now, no one wants to read the Bible. We've taken it out of school. We've dismissed it. They want to take it away from our, uh, our children so that they are separated. And in some facts, ways, and the belief, there's nothing worse than a, a, a leader who doesn't know the word, yet is given the word. I heard a preacher once say, bad leadership is a curse. And I come to more, the longer I live, the more I believe that. Because... If you are being led by someone who does not know the way that are blind, Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. But if you simply, and it does not, this is not equated with uh, uh, degrees and, and, and all of those things and, and accolades and titles. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a God led man or woman who walks in the spirit, who seeks to know God through his word. It's a million times better than a person with 32 degrees 
I don't think that makes you in the world is frozen. But if you, but if you find and you're in a church that's God-led, and it won't be the perfect church, but it will be a church where people are hungry, hunger, and thirst after God, where the leadership are submitted to one another, where there are men and, and women who, 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 men are not crushing the women and telling them, you got to go sit in the corner. Only a man can speak. And there's so much teaching that reveals how that women have, throughout the Bible, have served as prophets, have served as leaders, have served as messengers. And yet, Satan wants to shut down 75% of the church. You say, why 75%, preacher? 75% of, of, of the average church is a woman, is, is filled with women. My brethren are uh, uh, absent without leave. They're AOL. AWOL. But when we know that this is the season, this is the time for all of us to come together. Nor is it a time for women, for women to dominate men. But it's a time for us to come together as a family, as a unit. And say, Lord, what is your will? Not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus said, I do nothing except that which I hear of my father. Because he's submitted. And he's telling these men here. He says, I call you friends if you do whatsoever I command you. There's so much to I want to say in this time. But I just want you, you to know in this month of February and as we just go through a, these few lessons, this is the time to separate ourselves. Not from the world, not from the family, not go, go off somewhere in, into a, a convent or to an enclave somewhere and, and, and build walls around and block ourselves from the world because we are the light. But when I talk about separation is to cut away those things. When we, when we separate, we cut away, we separate. We, we, we make, make a difference between clean and unclean. No, it's not about how long your dress is. No, it's not about how long your sleeves is or, 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 or whether you have makeup on or not have makeup on. As scripture says, it's the hidden man of the heart. God does an internal, he does an inside job first. He doesn't clean you up on the outside first. That's called religion. But what God does, he cleans that inside man. The first thing he does is gives you a new spirit. And then the work of the Holy Spirit through the washing of the water of the word, through uh, uh, skilled men and women who have the love of God and know how as a surgeon to how to cut away and not damage the good part, but cut away the, uh, the, 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 the defile part, the, the, the injured part. Or when there's a broken bone, 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 if I can say it, when a bone is broken, that, that, that surgeon knows how to, to put it together. Sometimes he'll put support there. God will give you the support. He'll put that iron rod, which is the, the word of God. He'll strengthen you. Jesus said over in Revelation, he says, I will strengthen that which remains. In other words, where you are broken, where you are hurt, where you were hurt by the divorce, where you were hurt by that abandonment, where you are damaged. So that you seem like you can't even hold any, you can't have any friendships, whether it's male or female, doesn't seem like nothing works. Jesus says, I will strengthen that which remains. He said, if you just got a little strength, I'll strengthen you. I'll build you up. And this is what we're talking about today. And as we go on this teaching, this is the time of separation. But yet, when God separates, he adds abundantly when we walk in obedience to him. He says again, you are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, are you seeking to walk in agreement? For that's what faith is, is when you agree that what God said, he is able and willing and already done for us as New Testament believers. I pray this little talk has something for you today. I pray that 
you would allow the word of God to have free course. What I mean by that is that when you just get a dip that revelation, that there's some things that you need to move away from, some people that you need to step back from, relationships that you might have allowed to go too far, that you would reel yourself in, and that you begin to work on yourself and not everybody else. You get that uh, uh, moat out of your eye or the beam out of your eye rather than trying to correct everyone else and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Save me. Deliver me from this person who I become and things that I've allowed to attach themselves. You know, as, as we end today, you know, even for ships, there are times the ship sails over and you go through the ocean or you, it, it does all of its travels. Ships need to be clean because stuff clicks with them. It, it, they attach themselves. There are people, there are things, there, there, there's stuff that will attach itself to you. But through the washing of the water of the word, when you allow God to cleanse you and obediently you release it and let it go, you will discover some great and mighty works that God will do through you. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for all those who will hear us today to know that this is a time of separation, but yet it's also a time of relationship that we draw closer to you, that we don't become strange or weird, but we become loving, caring, seeing, Lord, the mercy and grace you've given us. We extend that same mercy and grace to others. We pray, God, for anyone that will hear us today, Father, that if you are not saved, pray this prayer with me. Father, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord today, for he died for me. He lived a sinless life. He died and shed his blood for me. He went to hell so that I would not have to. And then he rose again on the third day. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe I am now part of the family of God. Lord, we thank you again for those who hear us. We pray, Lord God, your word of God will have free course in their life as they continue on this journey in grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen.